Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Thanks for joining us. I'm James Adams. He's Skeeter Robinson. This is the Fantastics, my fantasy fix, DFS golf podcast. And Skeeter, it is time for the national championship. The U.S. Open is upon us once again. This year it takes place at a place that doesn't even have a name, the Country Club at Brookline, Massachusetts. I'm very excited. Um, we will talk about the U S open in just a second. I'm sure you're very excited. I was very excited about the, uh, finish to the Canadian open too. Um, so it was a weird spot for me for the finish of the Canadian open. Um, cause I bet Finau 30 to one pre tournament, And then I bet Justin Thomas 22 to one going into round three. So I had both of them. They were both in my DraftKings lineups, my four at six, which actually somehow did cashed a couple tournaments and bubbled others. And I didn't have Rory except in one spot. And I had Rory in one and done. So now all of a sudden I am up to 249th place in one and done. Winning $375. So it was one of those like I was pulling for Fina. I was pulling for Thomas. <laughs> but Rory to hit him in one and done. A pretty good consolation. I love when Rory's winning. Um, I loved the jab he threw at Greg Norman. Oh, yes. Uh, I just loved everything. I love the fans being out of control and breaking through the ropes after not having the tournament for three years. And so Rory defending his championship from 2019, uh, and having the green circled like it was the Kiowa last year or something. I just loved everything about Sunday. Is, he, is Rory now an honorary Canadian? Seemingly, they love him, don't they? Uh, they were talking on the broadcast about how there's like a massive Irish population there. Oh, um, okay. so yeah, they they love him there. There's no question. They were cheering for Rory out of that that group of three. Oh yeah, uh, they all had their fans, but they were definitely cheering for Rory the most. Right. Yeah, I mean, it got interesting after six. You know, he blew him three shot lead, and then boy, uh, to take care of Thomas. You know, he goes birdie, Thomas bogeys, and then they repeat on 18. Was uh, Yeah, Rory certainly scrambled enough that, you know, I, I mean, he's the favorite this week now at the U.S. Open. I, I don't know if I can go there, but it's an interesting case to make. I think I'll be going there. And uh, I don't know anything else from the uh, Canadian Open before we switch to the U.S. Open. It sounded like it was a good prep. The rough was long and... The only reason the scores got kind of ridiculous on Sunday is they had rain on Saturday. It kind of softened everything up, so it kind of turned into a dark contest. But prior to that, I mean, it was playing like a, I mean, it was playing like a legit tournament. Like, I kind of like, you know, I like these three par fives, you know, towards the end. Like, there was one of my favorite things when they were at Glen Abbey is that there were three par fives on the back. I think it was 9, 11, 15 at St. George's. I kind of like that, you know. First eight holes were kind of tough. You kind of had to survive it. All of a sudden, you had a scoring stretch with a bunch of par fives, and I think that made things fun. And oh, by the way, one other thing we we must forget: Justin Rose shooting a sixty <laughs> with three bogeys. Really, dude, that's just out of, out of control. I mean, that's a remarkable. I mean, it's remarkable. I mean, he hold out on one. I'm watching this like, oh my gosh, and then. He's just going, like, I think he birdied two, so I'm like, okay, what is he live? If he's something ridiculous, I'm going to bet him. He was 80 to 1. I was like, okay, that's not ridiculous enough. He made a push at it, though. It was uh, it was funny because myself and a, a friend of mine were certainly cheering against him as 
you know, I'm often uh, guilty of doing. Well, I mean, you call him vampire for a reason, so. Yeah. Um, If he doesn't have that crazy good round, I maybe uh, cashed a little piece of my Keith Mitchell, who I had a top six on, and, well, he finished seventh. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He started rough on Sunday, didn't he? So he must have, I didn't, I. Didn't even see him. He must have yeah, he shot him. a sixty-seven or a sixty-six on Sunday, which oh, okay. just wasn't simply wasn't good enough. Three under wasn't cutting it. Four under, whatever. No, just ask Tony Finau. You know, I know Finau gets dogged for some Sunday performances. That one, one of them. No, I don't think he did anything wrong. I mean, Rory just again. Think about it. Rory's past two final rounds in Canada: sixty-one, sixty-two. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. I think. And I think Finau shots. He shot 64. Because that was one of the things Rory said in the interview. He's like, what a final group. You know, because it was it was almost like they were all kind of fighting for the uh, good name of the PGA Tour. And, and indeed, what a good final group. The, he's, he's As Rory said in his final interview, he's like, he's like, I think the worst score of the three of us was six under. And that was the case with Finau. No, Thomas would have been. Oh, did he, he end up going? Uh, he bogeyed 17-18. Okay. But Finau shot. 126 in a weekend. He shot 62-64 and loses by, what, two? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was just, it was just, it was peak Rory, like. JT still shot a 64 on Sunday, by the way. Oh, so okay. he was he still was six under. So did he go 62-64 as well? He went 63-64. Okay. I mean, jeez, 126-127 in a weekend, and you don't win. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty, uh. Pretty rough, but Rory was in peak Rory mode. And by the way, how big was this for the PGA Tour to have Rory and Thomas? Finau's, you know, not quite their level, but still solid. Scheffler kind of hung around on Saturday, but then he faded. You had Cam uh, Cam Smith was kind of off, but Fitz, Sam Burns, young and emerging. Fitzpatrick was hanging around, like, and then Rose coming out of nowhere. Like, this is what exactly the PGA Tour needed, I think, to get some attention and to maybe remind people, oh, yeah, here's how good it is. The last thing they really needed was Rory to win by seven. If you believe in those kind of things, um, you'd think it was staged. I mean, it couldn't have gone any better. It was perfect. So right. it, it was a it was a pro wrestling uh, perfect perfect script. Right, but the thing about golf is it's almost impossible to stage. You would certainly think it's impossible to stage going low like those guys did. If if that can happen, then I don't know. Put me in put me in the asylum. Yeah, I yeah, guilty as charged. <laughs> um, well, shall we shall we flip it to our own national open, the yes. United States Open? Absolutely. It is the Country Club at Brookline, uh, Skeeter. You've gotten a little bit better eye at this course than I have to this point. Oof. What is it that we're looking at um, with the course and the type of player we're going after? I think we all know it's going to be U.S. Open conditions. Yeah, so it's a so it's a par 70, 7,200 yards. So not real long by recent U.S. Open standards. Um, most of the par fours are four fifty to five hundred. There are a couple short ones under four hundred. Um, par threes aren't that bad. There's even like a hundred and thirty yard par three, I believe. Two par fives and one in the front's probably somewhat gettable in two, but it's also like one of the smallest greens on the course, so have fun with that one. And then the one in the back, I think it's 14, 616 yards uphill into the prevailing wind. Like, par on that, that gonna, hole might be legit good. Is that going to be a three-shotter? 
Yes, because I don't... Yeah, because there's even a... There's like a little gully or something that kind of like a hundred, you know, you either have to lay up to 150 or have to clear the gully, which is uphill, to get to a hundred yards away from the hole. So, you know, it's going to be a piece of a course. Um, It looks kind of straightforward, but the problem is there's a lot of bunkers. Some of them are deep. The greens are really small and they're all back to fronts, like lots of undulations on them. And then the rough. The rough looks gnarly. I, I sent you a video before we started of, uh, was it Guido, I think it was, dropping yep. the ball in the rough, and you couldn't see it. Like, it's nah. literally covered. Yeah, that was pretty uh, pretty crazy. If it's going to be like that uh, a lot of places, I mean, we might well have lost balls that are in play, even with the galleries. Probably not, but, right, I mean, that Marshall. was insane. Right, I mean, I'm assuming... I'm assuming they'll cut it a little bit because remember there. I mean, what was it like Aaron Hills? There was a huge out, right. like there's a huge outcry every year, and then they they reduce a little bit, but it's not much. And I showed you the, the Ted Scott video of you could hit a ball in the fairway on nine, middle of the fairway nine, it could roll into the rough or the pe- or the or the penalty area just because it's a slope, you know, some hills. So just the USGA up to their normal tricks and just lunacy. So. Um, stat-wise, look, I, what do we think the winning score is going to be? Because I think it's going to be three, four under, maybe? I mean, level par is probably not far off. If I was setting the over-under, maybe I'd set it at one or two under. Yeah, so, I mean, I think bogey avoidance, I'm, I'm, I'm not factoring in my model, but I'm looking at double bogey avoidance, um... You're going to have to hit fairways here. A little bit of distance will help approach. Um, these greens are really small, like almost pebble beach small. So I think, you know, greens regulation, or I'm going to look at opportunities gained just simply because that means you're at least somewhat close. Scrambling, and, you know, because scrambling might not be from, you know, 50 yards. It might be, okay, I have my third shot from 150. Can I get up and down from 150? And some putting, I'll look at the par 4s, 450 to 500, and a little bit of proximity from 175 to 200, just because, you know, those long par 4s, I think that plays a role into that. Other than that, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff you can look at. We've, I mean, we haven't seen this course in years, so I don't know what it's going to be like. And it, it looks like it's going to be a tough challenge, so it should be fun to watch. I am very much looking forward to watching it. Um, I'm very much looking forward to getting into the field. Is it time for us to take that step? Yes, but before we do, I want to throw out one one question to you. And I mean, we're yeah, going to yeah. hit these guys as we hit hit at least through the first four tier or three tier or nobody in the first tier, but the nines, the eights, and the sevens. What do we do with the live guys? Because I get a sense they're not going to be very popular. I am going to take each one as they come i'm not fading them all i'm fading the majority of them because the quality of player that went there was not overwhelmingly high but i think there's a couple guys that i'm going to use there's two guys at least that i'm pretty sure i'm going to use that number may increase we'll see i have one i'm going to use there's a second that's I don't, I would, you know, rates out decently well the stats, but the but, uh, U.S. Hope in history isn't great, so I don't know if I get there. I mean, I think, I didn't watch, but I think minus 7 won the live event, so, I mean, that's not terribly far off from what this week could be. Granted, it's three rounds, but. And what was the quality of play? 
in the competition. Well, I get I it. didn't watch any of it, so I don't know. No, I didn't either, but I mean, minus seven, I mean, I would assume that that was a... It didn't, I mean, it wasn't like it was minus 20 that won or something like that, so I'm assuming there's got to be some correlation to what it is, though I don't know, and, you know, do they really care? Because, you know, some of them got their money, and then, you know, Charles Schwartz, what, won four and a half million dollars? <laughs> That's just crazy. Good for him. Good for him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll use them. I mean, and if I think there's, like, an ownership leverage, I'll use them. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's one I definitely want to use, but I could see him being the most popular of the live golfers, but we'll get to him at some point. Well, well let's, let's start at the top. You ready? Yep. No live here. It's the 10K plus tier, and it's Scotty Scheffler, 11-3, Justin Thomas, 10-9, John Rahm, 10-8, Rory McIlroy, 10-5, Cam Smith, 10-2, Colin Morikawa is 10K even. Skeeter, who's your favorite in this tier? Um, It's... uh. It's tough. Um, I'm going to go Scheffler. Like, whether it was match play, I don't remember seeing him on Augusta. API, like, every time he got into trouble, and, you know, he had to basically chip out, and he would be, like, 140 in, he'd stick it to nine feet and make the putt. Like, that's just perfect U.S. Open style of golf. Like, every time Scheffler does this, it's just like, he has has these amazing scrambles, Yet he's only seventy fifth in scrambling, which is a little bit surprising over the past thirty six rounds. Um, good distance, good fairways, not the best at fairways, but but eighth in bogey avoidance, eighth around a green, seventh tee to green, fourth in approach. He kind of hits everything I want. Eleven three. I don't know how popular he's going to be, just because there's a lot of value in the sevens and even the nines. Like, will people want to go to Scheffler? I don't know. So he's intriguing to me. I can't fade him, but he's not my favorite as much as I like thought he would be the last time I saw him out. I'm going Rory. I know he just won. I usually fade guys that just won. Rory's a different beast. That's his 21st, and he'll tell you that. He told you. Um, man, he looked good. He looked motivated. Oh, by the way, Rory finished eighth at the PGA. He finished second at the Masters. So this isn't just some, like, out-of-the-blue performance that we just saw. Rory was clearly motivated as he is kind of the face of the PGA Tour as it stands right now. I know he's not the only person that could claim that moniker, but he kind of is kind of become the old elder statesman a little bit. We even saw that a few years back. So I find Rory to be just like, I don't know, I think I might, as I said before, I might bet him and not make a bunch of smaller bets. I don't know. I'm going to use him a lot, I think, in my DraftKings lineup. So, Yeah, he. I mean, he rates out across all models, short-term, long-term for my model. So he does make a, or, yeah, he does make a lot of sense. Um, he's just so much that. cheaper than the other three ahead of him, too. Yeah, and that's, I mean, early on, he's... He's pushing 20%. He, I guess, ah. you know, whereas the three above him are 15, 14, 15-ish. So I think I think the Rory narrative will continue to build. Like, he got a lot of attention by winning. He's basically right now the spokesperson of the PGA Tour. So, yeah, I get it. I, I think um, I might take a stand and not play him. If he, if he wins for a second week in a row, I don't think you'll be seeing me uh, cash it. If you don't play Scheffler or if you play two up here, where else are you going? 
I'm with the defending champ, Rom. Um, again, just another one who just kind of writes out really well distance, fairways, bogey avoidance, things like that. His scrambling around the green is concerning. But, I mean, he did win at Phoenix. He did he did finish top 10 at Memorial. He did not play all that great there. Um, that was all putting. You know, PGA, he was good off the tee, just nothing else really clicked. But, you know, he, he has a good U.S. Open track history at 10-8. He's cheaper than Scheffler, cheaper than Thomas. I think I like him a little more than Thomas. I think I'm going Cameron Smith as my number two. Um, his lack of driving prowess bothers me a little bit. I mean, you talked about the distance of the course, not incredibly long, but he's got to keep it straight more so than he does sometimes. But I think about his short game, and if you've got these outlandish greens that are moving quick, his ability to chip, to pitch, to putt on those, I mean, he's superior than the field. He's as good as anyone else in the field doing so. So I think I'm going to take a flyer on him. I'll be honest, I I wish his U.S. Open history was better. Yeah, it's he's 130th in fairways gain, and that's just something I am not really looking forward to this week. So for that reason, he's probably my fade. Like, I don't have any interest in Cam Smith. Cam Smith is your fade. I know you were talking about betting him before we got started. I think my fade's Colin Morikawa here. Yeah. I've got to pick somebody in this tier. It's not going to be Scheffler. It's not going to be JT. I think Morikawa just, like, could he win this one? Of course he could. He's one of the top six priced guys here in DraftKings. But he just hasn't been playing as, a, no. as elite as some of these other guys. That's the matter of fact. We also know that he is capable of pouncing at any moment. But he missed the cut last two weeks ago at the Memorial Place that he won the workday at. Right. No. I'm not playing him. The only reason I'm thinking about betting him is he's 30 to 1. It's like, okay, at some point, you know, he's got to take long term talent over short term form. I mean, I don't remember him being super hot going into the Open last year and he won. Yeah, that's probably factual. Well, let's. Uh, here, I can pull this up real quick. Because I. Because I know I didn't, even, I didn't even consider him last year at the Open. Okay, I don't know, think I, I expected wrong. him to I'm be I'm sorry. It. He, he was. Seventh at Heritage, eighth at PGA, fourteenth at Schwab, second at Memorial, fourth at the U.S. Open. Then he won the Open. Never mind. That was a that's a bad memory on, on my <laughs> behalf. Anything more that we want to discuss in the top tier? No, I mean I have Thomas start as well. Like I think I'm going to eventually end up on two of them. I don't think I play Shuffler, Thomas, and Rom. I think Thomas might be the one I stay off of. Just. He, he can miss some fairways, too, and that would be concerning. Everything else is really, really good, but I, I don't know. He's, he was my third, and I thought about uh, uh, positioning him ahead of uh, Smith, but I guess I might be uh, – I don't know. We'll see where I end up on Smith. Okay. Let's take it to the 9Ks. We'll start with Victor Hovland at 97, Xander Shoffley's 96, Jordan Spieth's 95, Dustin Johnson, 94, Will Zalatoris, 93, Patrick Cantley 92, Hideki Matsuyama's 91. Shane Lowry's 9K even. Skeeter, where are you going? I get a couple names. I mean, there's two in this range that are going to be extremely popular. Probably my two favorite plays, but that's for a good reason. I think the, you know, Shane Lowry 9K just feels a little underpriced. Like, 
Mm-hmm. For as well as he's been playing, he, I mean, I know he doesn't have the win, but he probably should be a little higher than DJ's Alatoris Hideki. Maybe Cantley as well. Like he just keeps putting up these top tens. What? What? He's just so balanced. Like his worst stat for me over thirty six rounds is he's fifty ninth in putting for five to ten feet. Everything else, fourth in scrambling, ninth in par fours from 450 to 500, eighth in proximity from 175 to 200, second bogey avoidance, ninth in double avoidance, 19th tee to green. And I think I heard, um, I heard, I think it's Skyhook. He's a, he's on Twitter. He, he compiles all the ownerships and sends them out like five minutes after the tournament starts. He apparently deeped out, dived into this and, on holes playing over par on average this year on the PGA Tour, Lowry's like first or second. Wow, that's a good nugget. Holes. Yeah, I mean, Skyhook DFS, I think, is his Twitter name, so I have no credit whatsoever to me. I just heard that one, and like, oh, I think Scheffler was second on that list. I think it's Lowry, Scheffler, Rom, the top three. So, I mean, that just sets up for a perfect U.S. Open profile, I think, and 9K... He's gonna be popular, but boy, that's that's a cheap price. It feels a little underpriced for him. Shane Lowry's my number two in this tier. So, like all the good stuff you said about him, I'm right there with you. He's had a couple of top tens, including a second place finish, and he does seem to be finding his his groove a little bit. So, Shane Lowry is uh, a guy I've been using lately. I will use him as well. He's my number two. My number one, I'm going with Xander Schauffele. Yeah, that was. The, I mean, the, the dude just plays U.S. Opens well. He's been playing good enough lately. I mean, has he been, you know, threatening to win? Not exactly, but he's been right there, top 20s. This is a, this not this is a place, but this is a an event where Xander just continually top 10. So I'm going to continue to ride that for him. I, I would say, uh, what, now five in a row? This is, yeah, five in a row where he's had at least a top seven. I mean, his irons have been on fire. His round of greens have been good. He... He started the memorial off the tee and putting, but still finished 18th. Like, yeah, it feels like there's a Xander breakout at some point. Um, this just might be one of the things you might have set up a rule that you don't play Xander and Lowry together, or if you do, you throw in somebody else who is kind of an oddball thing. Because I think a lot of people might start their lineup Xander Lowry, or you know, whoever their favorite 10K guy is, that guy Xander. So I think you just have to be kind of smart if you're going to use Xander and Lowry. But they both make a ton of sense. Is Xander your number two or is yes. somebody else? No, yes. he's number two, yeah. All right, well, we had the same ones and twos. Give me your three. Uh, nobody in this range. Oh, okay. I like Cantlay, too. He's got a decent history in the U.S. Open. Yeah. He more shorter terms. 36 holes, he's not great. Yeah, he's just kind of mediocre for this tier across all short-term, long-term ranges. And, like, I know he was one heritage, but he didn't even play well at a place that he's won a couple times at Memorial, did he? He was, was T3. Uh, oh, he's three. That's, okay, boy. My memory, not very good tonight. Um, That's okay. He didn't really, like, scare the lead, though. You know what I mean? He wasn't – he never had a chance to beat Horschel. He just didn't throw up a few doubles on Sunday like Homa and Neiman did. Okay, I was probably too busy tilting uh, my whole lineup to Camp Young on Sunday, so I probably didn't notice that. I'm just like, oh, I don't remember hearing Camley's name at all. So I happen to see him uh, shoot a couple shots live. You know what I'm saying? Just being there. Yeah, humble, <laughs> humble brag. I'm such a loser. Uh, but anyway, he's my three. All right, that's cool. I just because we both had the same one too. I was curious who are you fading in this tier. Um, 
this could come back to haunt me. You know, I said if Rory wins, I'm not going to be anywhere near the leaderboard. If Zalatoris wins, I'm not going to be near the leaderboard. Mm. Like, he's number one in Green, number one in approach. Like, all that. Here's my issues. 115th in fairways games, that's a problem. 93rd scrambling, that's an issue. 109 putting from 5 to 10 feet. Like, that just doesn't scream U.S. Open. And I realize he plays these majors so well. Missed the cut last year at uh, Torrey Pines. Of course, he came back and lost in the playoff there this year. I'm just going to kind of take a, you know, i got to make some stands somewhere. I think Zalatoris is one that I'm just going to take a strategic stand on. He seems underpriced, but I'm fading Dustin Johnson at 9,400. Yes. Um, I, I hesitate to think that he's a person who could get out of line mentally. And that is somewhat of a, as a, as, as a jab at him. Whatever. But, dude, I mean, since, since really, since his 12th at the Masters, he hasn't given us anything to really feel good about. Missed the cut at Heritage, uh, a place I think he's won before. Uh, PGA yeah, Championship, he missed the cut. He wasn't good at the Byron Nelson. He didn't beat Charles Schwartz last week at Live. Like, I just don't know what's going on with DJ, but I'm staying completely clear of him. I will play some Live players, but it won't be 9400D. No, the only reason I would play him is he's actually projected like sub 5% ownership. And, you know, I'm a sucker for DJ. So when I see that, it makes me want to go there. Um, you know, Speed's going to carry his normal 15%-ish. Hovland would be my other fade. I just worry about that whole around the green game. Like, he struggles, and <laughs> I think you're going to need to have some around the green game this week. So that's just a. I mean, I got to play Hovland in our league, but. Um, yeah, this just doesn't feel like the a Hovland event yet. How about the next major might? I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, I would one. not disagree with that either, actually. I might be saving that for one and done. Hovland might be uh, making an appearance at St. Andrews in my one and done. All right, well, I can't wait to get there. But before we do that, we got to go to the AK tier, can we? Yep. It's Joaquin Neiman at 89. It's Cam Young, 88. Brooks Kepka 87, Billy Horschel, 86, Matt Fitzpatrick, 85, Daniel Berger, 84, Sammy Burns, 83, Tony Finau's 82, Max Holmes, 81, Tyrrell Hatton's 8K, Skeeter, it is a packed 8K tier. Who's your favorite? I'm going with a guy who seems to have, who likes to play classical courses, winning it, and I think this, you know, this is certainly, the country club's certain classical, so... You know, he's won at Quail Hollow. He's won at Riviera. That's Max Home at 8,100. Um, rates out well in everything except around the green. He's 83rd, so that's a little bit of a concern. But 3rd in putting, 7th in his par 4 range, 15th tee to green, 5th in approach. Like, he just kind of does 14th bogey avoidance. He kind of does everything I want. And he's a cheap enough price that, you know, he's going to fit some mold, some some uh, builds. Yes, I know he's, he's, going to be, he's going to be popular too, but... Again, this just feels like another little bit of a misprice. Well, no, I guess compared to everybody else, I don't know. But he, he just seems like a low price. But it's, I mean, it's fair compared to everybody else around him. And and I think that I think this range from eighty five hundred to eighty one hundred is going to be very popular. I worry about the fact that he has missed the cut the last two times he played in the U.S. Open. The only two times, if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, I played in the U.S. Open before back in the day as well. I mean, um, he, he does get a friendly first two-day pairing with Spieth and Scott. 
which is an awesome pairing. And I was I was actually thinking about that completely as a side note. By the way, Homa's my number two, so I'm with you on everything you said, even though I said I'm a little worried about his lack of, you know, upside, uh, yeah. big performances and majors. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. yeah, I was thinking, like, what do you think – has Homa come to the realization – because he is a, a social media star. Has, do you think he's, like, come to grips with the fact that, like, he's a draw now in a, in a major power group like that? Like, that's got to be a cool thing to go – Oh, like I'm cool enough to be in the group with Spieth and Adam Scott. He said something about it's like the, he's in the good-looking guys group, so he appreciated being put in that. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, so you got home a one. I think I'm going Tony Finau number one, dude. Yeah. I saw another improvement last week, so we've seen two very good outcomes from Tony Finau. Three, really, when you go to the Schwab and then back to the Mexico Open. So we've seen four, three really good performances from Finau. He has had some good U.S. Open performances as well, so he's capable of doing that. We've seen him play very good in all the majors. It, he's gone away a little bit, but he's starting to come back, and his price is 8200 I like Tony Finau quite a bit. And now, if tell me if I'm wrong here. He won the Northern Trust, right, last year? Yes. Was his first win in the inside the U.S.? Was that a TPC Boston last year, or was that a New York? No, that was at Liberty National, I believe. Okay, so it was in New York. All right, so a north, a win in the Northeast, a big win in the Northeast, but not in the same, uh, not in the same city. So not quite as crazy of a uh, coincidence. But I like Tony Finau quite a lot, man. So it's funny you mentioned TPC Boston because when I was watching the video, it kind of the course. There were two things I thought of. One is TPC Boston, just kind of the layout, which I mean, obviously this is Massachusetts, so that makes sense. But the other one I thought was was Beth Page, just because there's a there's a lot of holes that are uphill, like you can't you know this isn't going to be you know your Euro style where you can just you know chase a ball up the up the fairway into the green. There's a lot of false fronts. It's uphill, so it's going to you know you can't do that. So, um, but back to Finau, I uh, everything you say makes sense. Good scrambler, good bogey avoidance, everything like that. I just don't know if I like him in this range. Like, there's five golfers, Fitzpatrick, Berger, Burns, Finau, Homa. He's probably number three or number four for me in this range. Now, granted, I'd play him over almost everybody in the upper eights, but I don't know what I don't know what to do with this range. By the way, Burns is my three and Berger's my four, so... See, Burns not... is my five in this range. He just does not... He hasn't had that breakthrough at a major yet and hasn't played U.S. Opens very well. And he's also 97th in fairways game, so that could be a little bit of an issue. Um, Fair enough. And it's just it's just one of those things. Like, there's so many guys around him that I like a little bit better than Burns. Again, I'll be playing in our league, so if he wants to go win and I can win a major or that, I'm fine with that. But I, I he's just, you know, can't play everybody. And Bur Burns is my five in this range. Okay. So you liked home a one. Who is your two? I think it's going to be Fitzpatrick, but again, everybody's going to like him. Um, he's going to get talked up because he won the U.S. Amateur here. It's the last like big event that's happened there, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, but 10th Tita Green, second scrambling, number one bogey avoidance, 10th in that proximity from 175 to 200. Everything kind of fits like a Fitzpatrick type of event. 8,500 feels like a fair price on him, so... He'll be popular, but I'm going to have to find a way to differentiate a little bit, I think. <laughs> I said Homa was my two. I already gave you my other guys. So I think we hit the good stuff in this tier. 
I mean, I have two other guys I'd consider. I mean, who's that? I mean, Cam Young is just popping out statistically. I mean, he played very well at the um, at the PGA. Did did not play very well Sunday at the Memorial. I remember that one, but um, he did not. Well, you know, one round, and we've seen some of these youngsters. They kind of shake these things off. Like, I mean, maybe look at the Mito in the sevens, but then Daniel Berger kind of fits well too. Good fairway mm-hmm. finder. Doesn't rate well in distance, but probably not the worst thing in the world here. The only issue with Berger is his major history is not very good. Yeah, I was interested in Berger. He's had a couple decent U.S. Opens, if I'm not mistaken, as I'm scrolling back for that. Yeah, he was seventh. He's had a seventh and a sixth, but nothing else inside the top 30. So um, I kind of like Berger there. But yeah, it's. it's I think I'm. Sorry, go, go ahead, ahead, buddy. I said this is just that 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 eighty five hundred to eighty one hundred range is just, you know, and I you know I could you know, if somebody ends up being you know significantly less popular than the other four, then I might pivot. So that might even be Sam Burns. Like if if he's coming in at ten percent, everybody else is like fifteen. I might play leverage and go to Burns. What if I told you I think I'm fading Cam Young? I'm fine with that. I know he's been playing exceptionally well. I just wonder about, and he played in the U.S. Open last year. He missed the cut, but he does have that experience. I'm just like, I'm looking at him, and I'm like, boy, if I was going to pay that price for a flyer there, it's going to be Brooks Kepka or Billy Horschel before it's going to be Cam Young any day of the week. Well, Brooks is my fate because we just haven't seen anything out of him recently. Like, I, you know, it's scary to think we're fading Brooks in a major, but he just hasn't burned us recently until he actually shows some form. I mean, the your argument for Cam Young, like, you know, Fitzpatrick's a better player. Berger's a better player. Homa's a better player, and they're cheaper. Lowry, Lowry's a better player. He's two hundred more. Like there's there's good reason to fade Cam Young. I can't believe. Like I have Brooks seven. You may, I mean we've mentioned him, so whatever. I have him seventh out of this tier, so I don't intend to use him. His U.S. Open history is impeccable. It seems like he could fall out of bed and do this. Like I feel like it's a foolish move to fade Brooks, but I'm I'm not going to use him either. I don't think. I wonder what his number is uh, betting because maybe that's just a maybe that's just you know throw throw a win bet on him in that way if he's bad yeah, guess what you don't have to worry about it pays the same as second Brooks that's is forty correct. to one oh, boy that's... dude I'm 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 looking at forty five to one oh at uh at my yeah he's the same number as Homa okay yeah I got yeah oh okay I got Homa at forty five as well. So when I said I might just all bet up at the top, I don't know. The Finau-Brooks combo <laughs> feels tasty to me. I yeah. see Finau at 35. I don't know what you got him at. Finau? Yeah. I have Finau at 35. Yeah, I could see Brooks 45, Finau 35 as bets I would place, even if I wouldn't use him in DraftKings because we knew we know Brooks can win this thing. And he really was uh, – I think he like – I'm not sure exactly. He had a chance to finish second. I had a chance to hit my one-two with him and Rom on Sunday last year. I think I needed him to like eagle eighteen, and he ended up just uh, three putting. So I don't know exactly, but he he went for it. Well, as you would expect. As I would expect. All right, are we are we ready to take it to the the seven case? Yes. Oh boy, this is this is going to be an interesting discussion here. It gets real fun. Um, this is where I get interested in some of these live golfers, Skeeter. Um, I'll start with you. Who do you like? Is there a favorite play out of 
all these juicy choices in 7K. Favorites? No. Are there are there a lot of players I'm looking at? Yes. If I had to go favorites, you know what? You want to talk about somebody who has a decent U.S. Open history? I just like the guy. It's Tommy. Um, mm-hmm. Fifth of the PGA, 35th at Schwab. His irons are there. Off the tee has been eh, hit or miss. Around the green has been good. Putting has been good. Like, Tommy likes himself a tough tournament. Like, he, I mean, granted, he shot 63 on Sunday to nearly catch Brooks a few years ago. But he's just always kind of in a mix. Does everything kind of well. Not the best statistically an approach or things like that. But his scramblings around the green is good. Proximity good. Bogey avoidance isn't bad. Like, Tita Green is 41st, so it's kind of, eh, it's okay. But 7,700, I mean... Look, I'm a sucker for Tommy, so that's probably why. And, of course, there's another guy I'm a sucker for that I'll be playing later in another tier here in a minute. But um, I don't have a true favorite here, but Tommy just kind of jumped out at me a little bit. I don't have a true favorite either. I have several guys that I'm remarkably interested in. Oh, I don't know how to pick a favorite. I truly can't pick a favorite. I'm going to go off the board here and tell you a favorite that I'll probably use a lot because I'm interested in him, and I imagine he'll have lower ownership than some others. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at Davis Riley, man. 7,300? I mean, like, what's the difference between him and Cam Young? Um, Cam Young's had more... I don't know. I'd have to compare that. I mean, I'm just talking about like young and up and comer is 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 the more or less the gist I'm getting at. But Davis Riley, we're talking about a 13th, a fourth, a 13th. By the way, he was 13th at the PGA Championship, uh, ninth, fifth. Those are his last five finishes out on the PGA Tour. That's T13 or better. The Memorial, that's a good field. Schwab Field wasn't bad. AT and T Byron Nelson wasn't bad. The PGA Championship field was pretty darn good. I don't know, seventy three hundred, and I imagine he won't be highly owned. Um, he's the third most popular golfer so far. In, in Shut the, up! In, is in he this seven really? K range. Yeah, people that's are kind of funny. Well, there you go. That's where I planted my flag. So what's funny? I'm going to go back to our league. I have him. I don't know if I, you know, I got to think about who I'm going to use here because I got Cam Young as well. Like. I might use Davis Ryder or Kevin Na. Like it's just, it's just kind of the way this you know, this league has done for me. It's just some of my late picks have just come through. But um, yeah, Davis Ryder is another one. I just you know if he's gonna be the third most popular, there's other guys I like around him. So I'm probably I, not gonna. I play. picked him because I didn't think he would be as popular. Yeah, no, people have been on him. Like he just hasn't burned anybody. He's had those top five finishes, yeah. so. So, um, who else you like? Give me, give me somebody besides Tommy and his flowing locks. Okay. I'm just going to go. Well, okay. The upper sevens, Corey Connors rates out very well. Accurate yep. player. This seems to, you know, seem like a decent Connors course. Mito's probably a lot of attention just after, after the PGA. And then he bounced back re- really nicely at, um, at Schwab, what did he do at Memorial? 13th at Memorial, so he's playing real well. His irons mm-hmm. are great. His off the tee is wonderful. Around the green's been good. Putter, not so much. But, you know, these are small greens. Maybe that mitigates the putting. 
Um, Sun JM is going to be the absolute most popular player here. 7,600. This feels a little too cheap on Sung Jay. Like, I don't know if this is because, you know, he missed he missed the PGA because of the COVID he had. But 10th at Memorial, 15th at Schwab, 21st at Heritage, 8th at Masters. Like, that's, you know, he should be much higher than 7,600. Rates out well, scrambling around the green, the par fours, bogey avoidance, tee to green. Like, fairways gain. Like, everything you want for, for Sung Jay is there. And then... The, first, the only live guy that I'm probably going to play is Louie at 7,600. Like, you know, just look at, you know, his form might not be great, but boy, look at the, you know, it's a major. Louie does tend to show up. Granted, his problem is in the United States. I don't think he's one stateside. But 7,600, that's, you know, that's a fair price for Louie, who, you know, last year had, what, two seconds in majors? Mm-hmm. Including, uh, I believe, the U.S. Open, right? He finished second to Rom. He had a... Uh... He, by a stroke, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe think, two, but yeah. Yeah, I think he was leading going in the final round, and Rom just caught him and beat him, but I don't remember Louis playing bad in the final round either. No, he didn't. Rom birdied 17 and 18, didn't he? Or did he eagle 18? Uh, I thought he birdied 17 and 18, but I'm not going to swear to He made you. a clutch putt on 18. I don't know if it was for e birdie or eagle, but yeah. You didn't mention Aaron Wise. Yeah, he's just, again, this is just another one that just kind of can't play everybody in this range, but I get it. I don't know if he qualifies as upper, but you didn't mention Keegan Bradley. Uh, middle, but yes, he's on my radar, too. Um, actually, here's the thing about okay. Keegan is there's just, when I look at the 36 rounds, he does nothing elite, but he's... Top 60 in every stat category I look at. So pretty balanced, and that seems to work at the U.S. Open. Plus, isn't he from Massachusetts? You better believe it. I don't know why I said that to you, like you're supposed to know that or something. But yes, he is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, he is. So I like Keegan. His U.S. Open history isn't great, but of course he has uh, won a major, and he's been playing really good this year. Yeah. All right. Um that's so if we're counting that as the middle, then that's I'm with you on the high side. Is there anybody on the low side? I've got a name or two besides Davis Riley I'm interested in. Go ahead, because I have more names, but I feel like I've been jeopardizing this, so you go right ahead. Not at all. I would still play Taylor Gooch. Uh, I don't know what his live experience has been so far, but he was good in the last two majors. Um, PGA he was 20th, 14th at the Masters. 7,500. That's just, I, I will play him. I will play his live partner, Patrick Reed, at 7,200. His U.S. Mm -hmm. Open history is impeccable. Patrick Reed loves to be the focal point of people's negative energy. This is a great spot for him. Yes. And, and, and you know, the Boston crowd certainly going, you know, they're not shy. So, oh, not at all. I mean, how many drunks are going to go from like, uh, Boston Garden to, or the, I'm sorry, the U.S. Open getting ready to go to the Boston Garden on probably game, uh, I don't know, I guess it'll be game six. Yeah. So I'm interested in him. I'm interested in Har Harold Varner, too. Yeah, Varner hit my list, too. Not not the best at hitting fairways, but good around the green, good scrambler, good approach, good bogey avoidance, yes. Any other names that strike your fancy? Yes. Um Feels weird to say this, but um, I might have to go with one of your um, your kin, 
Webb Simpson's starting to kind of... He's starting to show a little bit again. 27th at Schwab, 20th at PGA. Mm-hmm. He'll find fairways. Good approach. I mean, this is a shorter course, which mm-hmm. Webb does typically... I mean, Grant's not in the southeast, so that's, that's, that is a problem for Webb. But, you know, he has won a U.S. Open before. Um, mm-hmm. Good fairways gain, good around the green, good proximity from 175 to 200. You know, maybe not the best bogey avoidance over 36 rounds, but he's starting to find a little bit of form, and, you know, I don't know how many people are going to go to him. Sebastian Munoz is one I want to dig into a little bit, too. He he rates out well. You know, good bogey avoidance, good tee to green, good par four guy. You mentioned Varner. Seth Straka kind of popped up a little bit as far as, you know, good driving distance fairways combination, but his form is not very good since he won Honda, but... I mean, Honda, we always say every year, could probably, you know, why is that not hosting a, a U.S. Open? And then <laughs> and then I have two guys at 7K. Um, Siwoo Kim just, he hits a lot of fairways, so that's that's a plus, and we've seen him play well. Again, kind of Webb Simpson courses, but um, one of the best players in U.S. Opens over the past five years, Brian Harmon. Mm. I, mean, I mean, he's fourth in fairways. Um Gained 17th in scrambling, 17th opportunities gained. Not the best bogey avoidance. I saw that at the PGA, but hey, he was making birdies. But good tee to green, things like that. 7K for Brian Harmon, who has a good good U.S. Open history, as I'm going to try to pull this up real quick here. 19th last year, had second 17, but 38th and 36th. Like, he makes cuts. Yeah, he does. What about Patrick Rogers? he do anything for you? I heard him mention somewhere... Um, no, I he's a guy I rarely play. When I do, I don't get him right. So he's just not had, somebody I'm looking at. I had him in a decent one last week. I mean, one that cashed. When I say decent, <laughs> not not anything to, to write home about. Um, Adam had one. Has he been doing anything recently? Because I don't remember seeing him do anything. It's been okay. He was 35th this past weekend. He was 18th at the Memorial. Okay, not for me. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a couple other names I'm looking at, but I don't think there's anybody else that I'm particularly excited about. You passed the vampire. I know. I know. I might have to. I'm not playing him. I'm just surprised that you, uh, you're not on him. I might give him a little look, but I think there's just some other guys I like better. Um, one, one further guy who was in that list of guys who've played tough holes very well, and this kind of fits considering he wanted Tory Pines, Luke List. Okay. Tenth of distance, hundred and third in fairway, so that might be enough for me to get off of him. Who might you be fading in this wonderful tier? Oh boy. Um It's funny, I, I go through the entire sevens, I never look like, oh, who am I not playing? It's Harris English, and I know he has back to back top tens at US Opens, but we just haven't seen enough of him yet to kind of see if he's back from his injury, so there's just, again, too many, you know, I, I'll play Munoz, I'll play Simpson at the same price, I'll play Varder for 100 cheaper, uh, even Keegan for 100 more, that's, you know, I'm just, I'll take the wait and see approach on Harris English just because there's enough in, around. I'm going to keep just saying the same name here, Bryson DeChambeau. I got to see something first. Yeah, that's a good one, too. I mean, he won this thing two years ago, but no, not for me. I think somebody, when I heard analysis on this, um, I think it was, again, Mayo, Basically, you know, wing foot, you could run out of the ball, the rough run up to the green. You can't do that here. So that's probably a bad course fit for Bryson. Mm-hmm. 
Shall we get to the six Ks? Yes. This <laughs> this uh, this could be an interesting range because there's not many people here. Well, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to ask you who you like the best here. Who are you going in six K if you do? Who was my Who was my first guy I mentioned in seven Ks? Um, Tommy Fleetwood. Who do you think the first guy we mentioned in six K is? Um, who was his great Ryder Cup partner a few years ago? Oh, Molinari. Molinari again, another guy who actually has a really good uh, track record at U.S. Opens. Um, even like last year, he was not playing very well coming in. He he finished thirteenth. Prior to that, sixteenth and twenty fifth. In fact, when I look over the past ten years, he only—I mean—he's played eight times. He's missed a cut twice. The other six times, his worst finish is 29th. So he he uh he he seemingly has something figured out about U.S. Opens or just more of his style. Um, and even his recent form isn't awful. I mean, 17th at Byron Nelson, 55th at the PGA, 26th at Memorial. He's losing strokes off the tee. That's the issue. But his around the green has been good. His approach has been okay. His putting has been above average. So. You know, he'll lose distance, but that's probably not the hugest deal here. So at 6,900, I don't mind Molinari. I don't mind him either. I'll use him. He's in our league. I'm going to use him there. Oh, um, you. That's right. I forgot you took him, you jerk. I'm going to use another guy in the 6Ks that I have in that league too, because I might not use Bryce and I'm being deadly serious. I'm going Denny McCarthy. Call me crazy, but I feel like 6,700 is entirely too cheap. For Denny McCarthy, who made the cut, was T48 at the PGA Championship, is coming off a T5 at the Memorial. He was 27th at Schwab, 25th at Wells Fargo. He made the cut 56th at RBC Heritage. I mean, he hasn't missed a cut since Waste Management in February, dude. Hmm, okay. I did not uh, look at him, but uh, you got me intrigued here. 39th at Fairways Gain, number one scrambling, number two putting. That's a good combination. 25th around the green, 14th in double bogey points, 40th in bogey points. His worst stats are T to green, which that's not good. He loses strokes off the tee because he's not a far hitter, but that's not the worst thing in this course. 118th in opportunities gained. That's, I mean, he's only hit a green, but he scrambles well, putts well. Dave McCarthy. Hmm. What's his major history? Let's take a look. I see nothing at the U.S. Open. 48th of the PGA, 60th of the players. I mean, I know it's not major, but basically. But it players. is. Yeah. Um, 59th of the PGA at Kiowa. Does have a third at Honda, 55th of players. Okay. 58th of the PGA. Apparently, he, he likes making cuts at the PGA, but doesn't do much with it. Um, they, hey, the, that pays. It does. Gets you a valuable... Okay. Um, all right. I think you might talk me into at least giving him a, a little bit of a look. That's a good... Okay. I'm intrigued by it. Anything one, else? He's projected 1.1% owned, so, you know, that's a... That's a plus. That's how you get off that uh, Xander Lowry stack. Or don't you just play him? No, you can play that. That's, and play that's him how you use it. That's right. Not sure you want one v one with a Denny McCarthy, but um, um, you know he popped a, a little bit last, you know, in Canada. I think he used him final round showdown. But uh, Danny Lee again, he's another guy. He'll, I struggle to get it right. 
Gained on approach and off the tee past two tournaments. Um, did have a 23rd at Schwab, but that was all putting. Um, he's hit or miss, but that's why he's 6,700. Um, the other guy that... Let me look him up. He, he was rating out decent in, across all ranges. Does have a win over in Europe in a second. Not that I know what any of these tournaments are. Was 30th of the PGA at 6,800 Adri Arnos. Let me, let me find my case for him. Okay, over the past 24 rounds, he's actually... 24 rounds and shorter, he's top 30 in my model. Um, Doesn't have that many registered rounds, only 12, but... In the 12 rounds, he's good proximity, good par 4 player, good opportunities gained. Doesn't really do anything horribly wrong, like field average and scrambling, and maybe putter's a little bit weak, but 6,800, that might be worth a flyer. Um, and if you want to play form, I think it's a bad course fit for him, but Ryan Fox continues to play well over in Europe. Um, but he's 7th in driving distance, which is good. He's 139th in fairways gained. That's bad. That's the reason I'm not on Fox, but... That was an interesting name. I have one other name I could throw out there, too, but I'll hold off. Is it Bo Hostler? I never play Bo Hostler. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm feeling some Bo Hostler this week, too. I think it was 6,400. I've lost him now. I can't even find where he just went to. Um, but he's been playing some really good golf. I mean, dude, he was decent at the Memorial. Where, they, where did you go, bad lie, Bo? There he is. Yeah, 6,400. And he's been playing decent golf. 32nd at Memorial. 21st at the Schwab. PGA wasn't great. He was 69th. You know what? If he makes the cut at the U.S. Open at 6,400, I'm cool with it. Um, he all, I mean, we all, I guess we don't all know that, but he burst on the scene at the U.S. Open 10 years ago at the 2012 U.S. Open. The U Webb Simpson won, right? So, um, been playing good. I think at 6,400, that's a little bit too cheap. I got to I'll um, give him a look. 121st tee degree, 113th fairways gain, 129th in approach. Good driving distance, good putting. Everything else, not so much. Well, that doesn't really fit the way uh, you're trying to build build this thing, so maybe I'll reconsider. I don't know. I'll still use them. I'm, I'm sure of it. Okay. Um, somebody who's getting a little bit of attention, and again, this is the Pat Mayo bump at 6,300. Harry Hall. I think this is just one of those corn fairy guys. Like we saw Zalatoris do this. I think Xander, when he was on a corn fairy, popped really well at, at the uh, U.S. Open. Hall's coming off a thirty-first, fifth, and first on the corn fairy tour, so he's in decent form. Now, granted, I mean he's shooting double-digit under par, so that's you know I should tell you something. But if you're looking, but you know he might get some attention. I think the only other guy I'm considering 6Ks is Joel Dahman, another fairway finder, shorter course type of pedigree. I don't know if I get there, but he was another name that kind of popped up for me a little bit. I've got nothing else from the positive. I could give you a fade, though. I wonder if it's going to be the same fade as me, but go ahead. I'm going to fade Kevin Kisner. Oh, okay. I feel like this is a good course fit for him. Like, if he was ever going to win a major, maybe this would be it. It's shorter, but... He hasn't made a cut since the Masters, man. So something going on with Kiz. I, I would not play him this week. That's not who you thought I was going with. No, I mean, it was the right price range, but um, I thought you were going to go with Phil. I let my mom play him in the bar challenge. Oh, James. The last time I told somebody they couldn't use somebody, they were a first-round leader. 
Okay. I, I, I will know. Now, there's a reason I asked them to fill one out. It's so that they fill something out different than me. Uh, no pun intended with the uh, multiple uses of his name in uh, in the, the homonym there. But uh, no, so I let her pick Phil. So does it mean you're playing Phil first round leader? I'm not. Um, I don't know what to make of Phil this week. I, I don't think I'm using him at all. But no, I figured Apparently he was the, the, the press conference of his today he did not look very good. The, re, the, the, the talking about it was not good from, uh, was it Garcia, Jaime? I think uh, was was on, I think that's who was talking about. I don't remember. Well, they said Phil just kind of looked dejected, and I didn't see it, but there were numerous reports that just kind of looked like he was just kind of going through the motions, and maybe he was uh, regretting some decisions, or at least tonight. Um, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. So... Have we extinguished our conversation from the DraftKings perspective? Yes. Well, I don't know why you would care what I'm going to do in one and done because I'm terrible. I picked Terrell Hatton last week. I got off Scheffler and picked Hatton. I'm now in 3,026th place. Oh, oh. I mean, hey, I was there and then I went on a run and now I'm, you know, cashing decent. So, I mean... It's running out of time, but you still can. I will make my picks. Who they will be, I do not know. Um, I feel like I've got to go down the board quite a bit. It's a major, so I mean, if you get if you you, you got to get the winner because then that'll boost you up. I mean, I don't know, I forget what the U.S. Open pays, but it probably pays pretty decent, probably over two mil. I, I do believe it will. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent on that, but I agree. So. <laughs> I'm playing a little bit of game theory here. Now that I'm in 249th place, if I want any chance to threaten higher, I have to kind of try to go with somebody who has probably been used quite a bit and has won a lot of money. And plus, I also think he's probably a decent fit here. So I'm going Sky Scheffler with the hope that if he wins here... Then I cancel out everybody who used him at, at the Masters or the match play. Yeah, yeah. Because all of a sudden, okay, this is, you know, an equal payout or maybe, you know, maybe slightly better or worse. I don't know. But, all right, I'm now jump. you know, I'm now, okay, I got Scheffler right in this. So, and he's the best player I have left. And, again, as I said, I might have Hovland earmarked for the Open. I still have, like, Zalatoris and a few other guys I can use. So, you know, that's, you know, hey, me burning Rory and JT and um, Rom and now Zalatoris, hey, it's gotten me to this point, so I can't, you know, if it goes downhill from here, so be it. I at least gave myself a chance. I put JT in because he's the best player I have available. That's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my other choice is Scheffler. I literally don't have anyone else at the top. Like, all the guys I told you I like, like Rory, Xander, even if we wanted to go down to, like, Finau, Lowry, yeah, used him. Smith, have you, used have you, him. Have you used Cantley? Uh, yeah. Where did I use him? RBC Heritage. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, literally JT, Scheffler, um, and then my next available player, per the odds, the way they sort him as Sammy Burns, I could take Fitzpatrick, but, I mean, that's not moving me up the board if he wins. He'll be popular. I don't know if he'll be popular one and done, though. He's 41% available. I'm I'm just stick with JT. I mean, he's a stud. You're supposed to use your studs in a major. Here's a major. 
Yeah. I, p- I picked the w- wrong one unless he wins two this year. I mean, he's good enough to. He certainly is. He's won two in his career. So, But I think we would both agree, like, at this point, um, as you said, there's so much money on the line. Like, even trying to be contrarian, I mean, you better have a good guy you like, like a Shane Lowry, you know, somebody that's a Hideki Matsuyama. I mean, somebody right. that's not crazy far down the board. But, I mean, you know, I mean, we've seen Woodland win. We've seen... We've seen some of that that second tier golfer win, like so. I don't think you know if you want to if you wanted to play Cantlay or Burns or Fitzpatrick. I don't think that's you know terribly far off. Heck, even if you wanted to use Max Homa, I don't think that's terribly far off either. Oh, I'm sure I already used him too. Now Davis I'm Riley, certain I, of it. Davis Riley, I think is a little bit uh. That might be a little too bold. Or, you know, I like yeah. Brett Simpson or Harold Varner or Aaron Wise, Keegan, you know. That might be bold, but like Cam Young, yeah, I don't think this is a Cam Young week. Billy Horschel will be a real interesting one, but he doesn't have a great major history. So I think there's enough in the second tier that you could certainly make an argument for. It will be interesting. Um, it will be interesting. I just switched to Daniel Berger, so I'm sure I'll change it a hundred times. Because yeah, now I'm like, oh, let me go down the board a little bit. That makes Yeah, that makes sense. Skeeter, do you have anything else in regards to our national championship, the United States Open? I don't. Um, you know, coming off, coming off a good PGA championship, I just majors have not historically pinned my strong suit in DFS, but hoping to kind of continue and, I should get to watch a decent amount of this. I don't know if I'll get to watch much on Sunday, Father's Day, but um, we'll certainly be following along. And I, one thing I did forget to mention, which I wish I wish I would have mentioned at the start, um, this is top sixty in ties that make the cut. So if it's you know sixty sixty one who make it, it's going to be a very low six of six, and there's going to be blow ups that happen too. So just kind of take a strategy, go with it, and if your guy blows up, hey, it's a U.S. Open, it's Nothing new. Can't wait to have somebody one or two under the cut line coming Friday and nervously watching them implode. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing worse than that. Maybe we'll get a replay of one of my favorite moments in golf history when Patrick Reed barely hit a wedge shot and then snapped his wedge over his knee. It was at the U.S. Open. He made the cut that year, by the way. Pebble Beach, too. Uh, so hopefully we could see something beautiful like that again. Skeeter, I hope we see some beautiful lineups this week. Good luck to you, my man. Same to you, James. Good luck to everyone else, and thank you for listening. For Skeeter Robinson, I'm James Adams. This has been the Fantastics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast. <laughs>